This is Paul. And this is Nick. And this is Serial. Serial! You know, we uh, are... We're going a little bit back in time here. One of the original serials, and we've talked about some oldies before, but this one is in the Wayback Machine, Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies! Uh, <laughs> Rice Krispies, um, of course, you know, Kellogg's cereal, it's the crisp rice. It was developed in 1927. It's that so old? It's that old. So, I mean, it's like... This probably came right after cornflakes, right after the road to Wellville. They started making Rice Krispies. Um, so developed in 1927, released in 1928. So it was under development for a while. They released it in 1928. And basically what it is, is they take rice and sugar and they make like a paste out of it. Mm-hmm. And then they shape it into the little like rice shapes. Like they're called berries. And they cook and dry and toast them. So that what happens is it makes these thin, hollow walls, and that's what makes it crunchy. Hmm. And when you add liquid to it, the walls uh, collapse, and they make the sound, snap, crackle, pop. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. It, very interesting. Huh. Snap, the snap, crackle, pop, the sound part, I mean, it's one of those things that... You know, you're not aware of really until you're told by like a commercial or something. And then for me, at least as a kid, I was always fascinated by it. You know, as a kid, you might not think about necessarily like it's just like a cool thing that you do. You pour milk on top and makes the sounds and you're like, that's something that Rice Krispies do. But as an adult, you stare at it and you're like, why do you make the sounds? <laughs> well, it's also one of those things as a as a kid, it's the first time you're like a television commercial or something like on TV tells you. Something does this, and then you actually do it, and it actually acts exactly the same way. You know, it's like you see your G.I. Joe commercial, and it's like characters do not actually fly. Well, that's pretty lame. Why did I buy the skydiver guy? (laughs) He doesn't even fly, but he flies in the commercial. But this was like, you know, you can hear the cereal, you go home, you put your milk on it, and you're like, it's just such a satisfying, like, truth in advertising, finally. Yeah, it's like that truth of advertising where, you know, it's the beginning of, if they're not lying about these Rice Krispies, what else aren't they lying about? Maybe they're not lying about a lot of other things. Maybe Transformers really do transform and they don't get stuck and broken. And maybe maybe the Mighty Max toys, maybe those are fun to play with and not terrible. <laughs> and it makes what? you buy so many things. What are Mighty Max toys? Mighty Max? It's uh, Do you remember Polly Pocket? Yeah. It's Mighty Max is the boy version of, of Polly Pocket. So it had like a... Basically, you opened up, but it was like a dungeon or some kind of like factory or something like that and mighty max you had like a mighty max figure that you could just like play in and you like go to the top there are all kinds of little trap doors and stuff like that that you would go and you'd fight enemies and stuff interesting mighty Mm. max i never heard of that oh you know i am excited that they have brought back micro machines oh have they brought back micro machines they have we were out looking for uh gifts for my nephew and my wife, uh, just as much as me, loves them because her older brother had them. She's like, oh, they're bringing back Micro Machines. They have like some Star Wars ones hmm. um, and then like the little cars. But, you know, it's those are great toys. Polly Pocket hmm. and Max. Mighty Max? Mighty Max. Interesting. So speaking of advertising, what's cool is that the cereal came out in 1928. And then in 1929, they started using Snap, Crackle, Pop in the advertising. Oh, wow. 
So right off the bat, they knew that this this sort of phenomenon was going to take off. And then in 1932, they put they started putting it on the box. So Snap, Crackle, Pop printed on the box. Like the words or the actual characters? <clears throat> the words. Okay. So that's so for almost as long as the serial's been out, Snap, Crackle, Pop, the sound has been part of its advertising, part of its uh, promotion. So it's it's, it's mm. just kind of cool that they they latched onto that so quickly and it has sustained. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty neat. So we um, we definitely want to talk about the mascots. We have to. Um, their names are Snap, Crackle, and Pop. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they were uh, created in the 30s by this illustrator um, named Vernon Grant. And what's interesting about him is I started looking him up and trying to figure out, is he an independent uh, artist? Did he work for some agency? I mean, it just feels like he works for some big ad agency. But then again, I couldn't find any you know, connection to him working somewhere. I don't even know if the major agencies existed in the 1930s. Like, you know, like we would think of them in the 1950s or 60s. But um, he did like these great, he was like one of these guys that did like these great posters, sort of like the war bonds kind of posters and stuff. So he was a, he was a really talented illustrator. Um, Snap was the first mascot. He appeared in 1933 on a package of Kellogg's Rice Krispies and Crackle and Pop came later um, and since 1939 they've all been a crew. So I have trouble discerning between Snap, Crackle and Pop. What do they look like? Well, it's printed right on their shirts. Oh, well, I can't read. So what do they all look like? Okay, so I've got, you've got three guys. Snap is the one with the yellow shirt, the red bandana and his, his uh, he's got one of those chef's hats, but it looks like a bone. <laughs> okay. So he's the, and he's he's got like sort of reddish, I guess brown, light brown, reddish hair. It depends, um, because like we'll we'll talk in a minute. The they've changed so much over the years, but so he's like the he's got the baker's hat, mm-hmm. I guess. Crackle is blonde with a blue outfit, and he wears like that. Oh, those stupid long stocking caps. <laughs> I, God, I why do you hate the long stocking cap so much? I just hate that they don't make any sense. Why is it so long? It just you're losing heat. Um, and then Pop is the brunette, and he has like a. Well, he's not a brunette. That would he's not a woman. He's uh, he's he's a brune. He's, he's got brown hair. <laughs> he's a brune. Um, he looks like he um, is the leader of a marching band. Mm. So like a red jacket with a belt, brass buttons, stripes on the cuff, and like one of those marching band hats. And it says pop. So their name is on their hat, Ah. not their shirt. Um, So what's interesting is they have changed. It's one of the few um, mascots that really sort of changes with the style of the time. So, you know, they've got a very distinctive look throughout the years. Like they look like a sixties cartoon in the sixties and they look like a cheesy seventies cartoon. And so it's always constantly changing throughout the years. It's really cool. The, the, so they were originally like gnomes, I guess. Really? More gnomish. So think like, uh, I don't know what a, the, like a gnome 
versus more of an elfy. Like now I think they're more elfy, mm-hmm. but they're a little more gnomish. I was going to say like the gnomes, <laughs> like the Keebler elves, but that doesn't make sense. But they look kind of gnomey yeah. too. So more like uh, like David the gnome. Was that the one who used to do like the nose kisses? Yeah, yeah. Nose kisses, brother yeah. on the fox. Look around you. <laughs> there are many things to see. <laughs> they rode a fox, right? Yeah, he rode a fox named Swift. I never watched that show. I mean, it used to have a great opener. I don't know oh, if we've talked about opening. this before, but like 80s and 90s shows had great openers. Oh, for sure. They really did. Gummy Bears had a great opener. Gummy Bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Oh, Gummy Bears. That's a song that goes stuck in your head for a week. That, yep. that song. And of course, DuckTales had a great opener. Yeah. Life but um, like yeah. like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, lasers aeroplanes. aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. What's a duck blur? Well, see, it's, what's interesting is it's so well-timed with the animation, and I think a duck blur, well, he, the, the artist, and I'm using that loosely, is trying to just make words rhyme, but what they've done is it's like a scene, I think, where he like runs into a mirror, and they do like an animation where there's multiples, because he's like, bang, and there's a <laughs> duck blur, and it's like, yes! The animators are like, what are we going to do here? I don't know. Let's just make an episode where he crashes into something. There's multiples of them. Obviously, the guy that wrote the lyrics is drunk. Let's just try to cover it up as best we can. As so many Disney's high fives. want to do. <laughs> so many high fives, man, yeah. about that one. Yeah. So the elf-like versions of Snap, Crackle, and Pop first appeared on television in 1960. Snap, Crackle, Pop, Rice Krispies. So before 1960, they used Snap, Crackle, and Pop in radio... Uh, comic strips, movie shorts, but they had never done television commercials for Rice Krispies with Snap, Crackle, and Pop before 1960. Before Hmm. 1960, Woody Woodpecker used to advertise Rice Krispies. Really? What would he say about Rice Krispies? I don't know. I was going to say they're great, (laughs) but that's the lion. The tiger. Sorry. Um, Woody Woodpecker, he always used to do the like, ha, 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 ha. Hello, Rice Krispies, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Yeah, I, I, I guess they maybe because Rice Krispies kind of look like termites. Maybe yeah, he could peck them. Ooh. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't call him Ricey Rice Pecker. <laughs> that sounded oddly racist, but I think it's just dumb. <laughs> Paul, you're a dumb racist. Like literally <laughs> the dumbest racist we've ever met. Um, and they are the first and longest running cartoon characters to represent a Kellogg's product, obviously, because they've been around for a million years. Yeah. Um, I found a little side article in 1963, and I watched this commercial on YouTube, obviously. The Rolling Stones recorded a short song for a Rice Krispies television commercial. What? And it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. What? Wake up in the morning and a snap around the face. Yeah, and I and now I watched it, and it looks like it might be for like advertising in Britain, or at least it was all done in Britain. Mm-hmm. But it's actually pretty sharp. It's it's like early Stones, um, sort of like Beatleish, rock and rollish. It's really awesome. Hmm. Considering I mean, it's corny, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. Um, and so I'm watching that, I'm reading this little blurb, and it makes me think of that Mad Men episode when the Heinz client wants the Rolling Stones to do their ketchup commercial. Oh, right. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. 
And so, like, Don and Harry have to go to the Stones concert to, like, woo them for the client. It's just ridiculous. Um, for all of you fans out there, that scene took place in 1966. Clearly, the Stones were way too big in 1966 to do a commercial for Heinz. But in 1963, didn't matter. They would do it. Yeah, do it. They're just, they're just starving artists. Early then, they were doing a lot more covers. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at, like, their early albums... They did like a lot more. I mean, sort of like how the Beatles did. Like, you know, a lot of their stuff was sort of like covers of other rock and roll songs. But so varieties. I mean, they've got a Rice Krispies has a good number of varieties. It's not off the rails like Cheerios, which like Cheerios somehow magically will take a flavor, harness it, launch it, and then never get rid of it. <laughs> right. They've got like a third of my aisle at my Super Target. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like Cheerios would be like, oh, you like Fruit Loops? How about you try some adult for loops, you child? <laughs> well, they are big cereal. I mean, General Mills. Um, so you've got original Rice Krispies, which I mean, are you now? I I used to eat them as a kid a lot. I still get them uh, every so often now. Do you eat them straight up, or do you have to put stuff on them? Well, Rice Krispies. Yeah, just regular Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies to me, when I was growing up, was like anti-good. It was anti-good. It almost like it, it absorbed sweetness or sugar that I already had in my body and like stole it from me. It's, that's how I felt about Rice Krispies. Yeah, I had to put I had to put like a bunch of sugar on Rice Krispies, which is why it was surprising to me when you talked about how it's made with uh, with how they make the paste that sugar is incorporated in that process. So I thought that they would just like take out like the, there's like negative sugar inside of that. that <laughs> it's like the celery of cereal. <laughs> right. I think so. I just eat them plain. But I mean, I know we've talked about I grew up eating unsweetened cereals like Mm -hmm. just as is and not really knowing any different. And then like the first time you have Frosted Flakes, it's like that uh, when they take a hit in um, Requiem for a Dream and like they're, it's like that really like 12 cuts and it's like, (laughs) and like the eyeballs get big and the blood starts flowing. It's like the first time you have sugar, you're like, oh my God. It's a, yeah, it, that's basically it. I mean, sugar is a drug and it deserves a hip hop edit. Every child, every like first birthday party, when, when that kid has his first birthday cake, suddenly everything is faster and better. Life is brighter. The sun is warmer. The, the grass is greener. Everything. The world is different. I want to start a new tradition where if you so choose, you can eat your birthday cake like a two-year-old on your birthday. <laughs> I was at a birthday party for a... One of my buddy's uh, kids, and I was like, it was like she was either one or two, and they got her like this ginormous cupcake, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, go to town, and she just sort of leans forward and puts her face into it and came yes. back up, and I'm like, why is this not allowed for adult society? I mean, yeah, that's an experience that we all should be able to have and not feel bad about it. I think something is so good, I just want to absorb it through my face. If maybe you if have, we like, a cake. Yeah. Maybe if we do it, like, set it where it's, like, on the fives, right? So it's, like, 30, 35, 40, 45, it's okay. You're turning uh-huh. you're turning 33, it's going to be gauche if you stick your face in the cake. But, oh, you're turning 35? Well, I don't think it's cool, but society says it's allowed. Yeah. Society's into it. So, yeah, let's just go for it. Go just for it, people. Get yourself just a giant sheet cake. Get yourself a wedding cake and just, like... Be able to, to drive your face through all the levels, through all the tiers. Just like go all the way down. Ten yeah, like, levels. Shoving, <laughs> you should get a level of cake for every 10 years and you just shove your face all the way through it. And the people can bet on it like in Karate Kid 2 with the layers of ice. 
Yeah. If you'd be like, oh, Paul, look at Paul. He can do it. I, I'm going to say six layers. Bam. And then you don't have to hire entertainment because you, no. you're putting your face through seven tiers of cake. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Oh, my God. I'm doing people. that. I'm doing that. Mark my words. 40th birthday, I'm getting a tiered cake and I'm going to drive my face through four tiers of cake. Verbal trademark, witness, <laughs> patent pending, Paul and Nick. Yes. Yeah. Our circle. Rice Krispies original, still good, awesome. Mm. The blue box, you know, um, it's right up there with, I mean, cornflakes, frosted flakes. It's, it's, everyone's got a private label. They all kind of taste the same. It's really, a te- I think it's a textured thing when you mm. start looking at the knockoffs or the private labels or anything like that. But Kellogg's is really the only major brand that makes Rice Krispies. And that's kind of cool. You don't have yeah. like post post is always kind of sneaking in and being like, Oh, we do raisin brand too. And it's like, come on, dude, <laughs> come on, dude, <laughs> come on post. Um, but I would say the next most well-known flavor uh, or the variety is Cocoa Krispies, obviously. Oh, yeah. Cocoa Krispies for sure. Yeah. I do like Cocoa Krispies because, see, I never drank the milk when I was a kid. But when you do a Cocoa Krispies, you get chocolate milk. Yeah. You get chocolate milk. And that's the best part about all the chocolate cereals is that at the end, at the end of the thing, you get chocolate milk. And I mean, you know, Fruit Loops, you get, you get fruity milk. That's fine. Fruity Pebbles, basically you have like a porridge made at the end because of all the cereal that's actually melted into the milk. But like, you know, Cocoa Krispies, Cocoa Puffs, Reese's Cups, or Reese's Puffs, those all create great milk. The best milk. And I think that you'll agree with me. The best milk is Cinnamon Toast Crunch Milk. Oh my God. Especially when it's like the last bowl of the box. Oh, <laughs> oh man. You could chew the milk. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. All that sugar in there. Oh, man. So, yeah. And what I like about Cocoa Krispies is because it almost, and I mean, there's, there's no science, there's no information behind this, but it's got, because it's more of a coating, I feel like the milk is definitely more chocolatey than like a Cocoa Puffs where it's like chocolate all through and through. This Mm -hmm. feels more like it's just basically got a chocolate candy coating. Yeah. Good call. And it is a great cereal. Also uh, promoted by... Snap, Crackle, Pop, now. Uh, looking at history, looks like they had a lot of animals uh, promoting Cocoa Krispies. In 1963, Snagglepuss took over. Snagglepuss? Um, otherwise, that they've had a lot of... Murgatroyd. <laughs> they've had a lot of um, elephants, different types of elephants hmm. throughout the years. Was there a monkey for a while? So there was, and uh, in, in when it first came out, in 1958, a chimpanzee named Jose. <laughs> what? And it, he was replaced by Coco the Elephant in 1959 uh, when Mexican-Americans protested. That's fair. So they put they put um, Coco the Elephant and then Snagglepuss. Og the Caveman took over in 1968. And then they had Tusk the Elephant from 1971 to 1982. And then Snap, Crackle, Pop hmm. picked, up the, picked up the reins in 1982. And then they had Coco the Monkey. In 1991. Oh, okay. And they rolled it back in 2001. Snap, crackle, pop. Rice Krispies. So, Coco Krispies. Now, are we going to talk about its uh, its uh, bastard cousin? <laughs> Who's its bastard cousin? Coco Pebbles. Oh, God. Is that is that also a rice cereal like Rice Krispies? See, the thing about Pebbles is they're flat. Yeah. And they, I mean, not like Rice Krispies are incredibly... Um, resistant 
to milk. But the Pebbles brand, I mean, I I know we, we are not fans of the Pebbles cereals, no, but Cocoa Pebbles is the more tolerable of the Pebbles. But I mean, that's like, you know, uh, that's like saying Splenda is the most tolerable of the artificial sweeteners. They're all terrible, uh-huh. but that's the one I guess you could stomach. Cocoa Just- Pebbles is flat. It sogs up. It makes good milk because it disintegrates into the milk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, like it becomes like a porridge when you when you eat the pebble cereal. It's 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 not it's like an oatmeal, like a cold oatmeal is what you're eating by the end of that because you turn your back on it for like three seconds and it becomes soggy. Like it's incorrigible, is what I say, and I can't support that brand because of that terribleness. I'm gonna bring us back out. Yeah, please. There are some flavors I have never heard of. Hit me. Chocolate and vanilla Rice Krispies? Chocolate and vanilla? Yeah. Wait, in the same thing? In the same thing. Like a swirl? Well, it's like uh, chocolate and vanilla. It's like the black and white cookie. Interesting. Look to the crispy, Elaine. Look to the crispy. (laughs) Um, They said it rolled out in 2007, but I don't remember seeing it. But I do remember seeing and trying recently frosted Rice Krispies. See, that's, uh, that's all Rice Krispies needed for me as a kid. Just frost them. Now, I'm going to say it's more like glazed. When mm. I think of frost, frosted cereal, I think of the white, you know, white coating like your Frosted Flakes. Yeah. This was more like a clear coat. Like you would mm-hmm. – uh, so more like a glaze, but they yeah. were good. They were really good. And it's weird because you're you – they look like regular Rice Krispies, so you're expecting Rice Krispie and it was good. It was it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's seasonal though. It feels it oh. feels like it could be seasonal. It doesn't say here specifically or not. Um, and then this one first introduced in 1993, and I got to be honest with you, I had never tried it until well, three. I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. This is like yeah. a top. I had never three tried it until like three weeks ago. Top yeah. three cereal for me. Rice Krispie Treat cereal. It's the best cereal. Mm. It's so good. It is so good. What's cool about it is when you open the box, it really is what you expect. It's like very non-uniform shapes. So there'll be big – so here is what I did. I don't – this might be how most people do it, but I opened up the bag to look at it and there's like big chunks. Mm -hmm. I just grabbed those right away and ate them. Oh, yeah. So now the cereal is – now it's just sort of like marshmallow flavored Rice Krispies because all the clumps have been eaten. But it is (laughs) so good. It's so good. And like, it's not even the same. Like if you make Rice Krispies and just like make Rice Krispie treats, I mean, and then you put them in a bowl, like you cut them up, put them in a bowl and pour milk on them. It's not the same. Like, it, you know, you eat that, it's, that's gross. But something about the, the crispness of the Rice Krispies treat cereal, something about how brittle it is, yeah. is what makes that, that the, the quality of that texture of that cereal. It's important and they got it right. Got it in one, you guys. Got it in one. And what's cool about it is it's really, from sort of, from what I can see, one. it's basically a marshmallow frosted or marshmallow, you know, like marshmallow coated. It's really the only cereal that's doing a marshmallow flavored cereal. Yeah. And it's good. Oh, it's good. It is so good. Then there's these other bananas flavors that they have all over the world. Um, vanilla Krispies. Um, they have tried. Okay. So they are. There are lots of flavors that have come and gone 
throughout the years. They have tried putting marshmallows with the Krispies. Mm-hmm. They have tried – it looks like they have tried to do strawberry Krispies <laughs> so many times <laughs> all over the world. Um, Just trying to sell us in those strawberry Krispies like, see, please, somebody. We have all of this strawberry flavoring. We need you to eat this, please. Yep. They tried to do a banana-flavored Krispies. Um, they did one uh, from 1997 to 1999. Extremely sweet, artificially colored, razzle-dazzle Rice Krispies. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> what yeah. were they? Were they just rainbow Krispies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they didn't even taste like anything, uh, if I remember right. They just they were just like different colors. They are just like... They took the iMac approach. Yeah, exactly. Apple Cinnamon Rice Krispies were out in the 90s. Hmm. Um... I feel like apple cinnamon is like a 90s flavor. I feel like that that like at some point apple cinnamon cheerios hit and then everybody was like we need to get on this apple cinnamon bandwagon, apple cinnamon everywhere. Yeah. Pumpkin spice is the new apple cinnamon. Yeah, true. Because true. when you were a kid, what flavors of oatmeal did they have? They had original and maple brown sugar. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, apple cinnamon with those little freeze-dried apples in it. Yep. It's still gross. Got to hate oatmeal. You get over it. <laughs> um, they did a berry flavored Krispies, so like berry Krispies and berry rice Krispies. And in the late nineties, they um, put together a honey rice Krispies for Europe and Canada. Hmm. Uh, and then they have their seasonals, you know, Halloween colors, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, here's something that I love. So now, when you think of rice Krispies, we already know what else you think of, and that is the delicious dessert treat. That we all enjoy. I mean, have you ever met anyone that doesn't really like Rice Krispie treats? It's it's sugar and butter with cereal. Like, how do you not like that? Yeah, you haven't met anyone that doesn't like them because we've deported no. all of those people. Yeah. It's sort of like – so my dad's an immigrant and when he came here in the 70s, they like asked you a bunch of questions and they would be like, are you a member of the Communist Party? Do you plan on being part of the Communist Party? I mean, what moron says yes? But I guess there were some that did. And I think they've added to that now when they naturalize people, they say, do you like marshmallows, Rice Krispies, and melted butter? And if they say no, they're like, We've, you've been flagged, sir. <laughs> um, if that question is posed to them. And they say, no, I'm more of a savory kind of guy. I like pretzels instead. You need to get out of our country. You don't belong here. Seriously, bro. My mom used to make peanut butter Rice Krispie treats when I was a kid. Are you aware of this? Uh, Yeah, I'm aware. I've recently become aware that you can make Rice Krispie thing or treats out of things that aren't Rice Krispies. And it's been a revelation. Wait, what? Yeah, like you can make... Uh, I made Cinnamon Toast Crunch Rice Krispie Treats or Cinnamon Toast Crunch Krispie Treats. <laughs> That's, those are like those cereal bars. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's marshmallows and Cinnamon Toast Crunch mixed together and you freeze them and they become bars and they're like crack. Like it's <sighs> like you could you could sell them on corners and people would get addicted and you could ruin an economy with, with those things. My mom used to make the peanut – so she used to make Rice Krispie Treats but instead of marshmallow it was peanut butter and that they mm. – I mean, that was a thing, I guess, in the 80s and 90s, and those were pretty good. Oh, those were oh, good. So, that sound good. Rice Krispies. Uh, in 1939, a Kellogg's employee uh, named, of oh God, 1939, her name's Mildred, of course. <laughs> of course. Mildred Day um, created and published a recipe for the Campfire Girls bake sale. And Campfire Girls is like a Girl Scouts type group. It was one of the, I think it was like the first non-secular girls organization 
And the recipe was Rice Krispies, melted marshmallows, and margarine. And it was sort of dubbed Rice Krispie Treats. That, to me, is kind of cool. I mean, we've seen, as you know, you and I have talked about different things, these employees of the company coming up with either new flavors or ways to make things better. I think this is so cool that, you know, it wasn't like Kellogg's going out there and saying, how could we, you know, move more Rice Krispies? It was sort of this employee coming up with this recipe you know, to help this other group. And now it's become this amazing thing. I like that there are people within the corporation or within a company that are just like so passionate about something. And they're just like, you know what? I love the cereal. I want people to to know the cereal outside the box. I, I, I have other, conf- there are other confines for the cereal to explore. I don't think it happens often, but I, I like, I like to hear stories when that does happen. Absolutely. And I, I'm I'm doing everything I can to not make a pun about how you said outside the box, <laughs> but it's killing me right now. Like I'm, I'm gripping oh. the armrest of my chair. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I probably should look this up. But do you remember? So I mean, for those of you who are in their 30s who are listening, and there was a or older, there was a point in which you could only have Rice Krispie treats by actually making them. Right? I mean, you had to right. like make them and get them already. And I don't, do you remember when they started releasing the pre-made bars? I remember them doing it. I don't remember when it was. I'm, uh, I'm looking at it, and uh, it says uh, 1995, of course. The, no, 90, of course. the 90s, man. The 90s were like a renaissance for cereal, I think. <laughs> the cereal renaissance? Yeah. How do I make it? How do I put those two words together? Renaissance? I think Serenaissance could work. That's yeah. pretty. It's not as good as uh, Maconazance. That's a good one. <laughs> that's um, a good solid one. That's yeah. a good, someone was really thinking. Um, but, I, but I will buy those regularly. Like if I'm at a gas station or like on a road trip and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to do one of these Rice Krispie Treats. And have you seen the, they make one that's like a foot long? It's like a ruler basically. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that. that's what I'm going to do right there. And they also yeah. have uh, – I think about the same time as when all those cereal bars started coming out. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I'm sort of on the fence about it. I kind of like the Golden Grahams one is pretty solid, but I mean, otherwise I'm just like, ah. it just feels like. Well, here's the thing that I don't like about it. It's like, I'm a sweets guy. I love sweets. But even the cereal bars make me want to puke with how sugary it is. Really? Like how sweet it is. Yeah, it's just too much. It's too sweet. I do like the idea of eating cereal like on the go. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like like granola bar. The, the whole concept to me of granola bars or Nutri-Grain bars is they're just trying to mask candy as mm-hmm. a healthier. It's like, oh, this, is, this isn't candy. It's a granola bar. But right. I feel like that's what they're trying to do with these Honey Nut Cheerio bars. It's like, oh, it's good for you. It's a breakfast substitute. It's like, then why am I hungry six seconds after I finish <laughs> eating it? Um, so Rice Krispie Treats, um, you know, I got to be honest with you. I don't think I've personally ever made Rice Krispie treats from scratch. Oh, they're the best, man. They're the best. Like, we had some. We had some recently, and I ate like the whole pan. Like I was just, I was just sitting there popping them in my mouth the whole time. So, do you cut them into really small pieces, or do yeah. you do? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be awesome to like take, do a sheet like a 13 by nine, like a glass pan, like you would treat like the rectangle and then do something on top, like make a cake on top of it or put Ooh. ice cream on it. Oh, 
That's what that's what the cake bakers do when um those oh, you know like yeah. Easter cakes and stuff like that. Like Cake Boss, mm-hmm. that's what they they use Rice Krispies in order to like form and mold stuff, and they put fun. Oh God, I, 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 my mouth is watering <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> You don't like fondant, though. I don't know if I've ever actually had. Oh, it's it's really. I mean, there is an interesting sort of philosophy around these fancy cakes. I mean, now just as a sidebar, I used to watch like we watched like Cake Boss. Like we've seen some episodes. Is that trend? I, I feel like the trend is sort of on the decline. But maybe yeah, sure. maybe it's just the circle. I don't really run in circles uh, where people buy four thousand dollar cakes either. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I've been to a couple of parties where people had like this. It was a like a five car train cake. It looked incredible. <sighs> sure, but it tasted so bad. Ugh. So there, it's like a, uh, I guess it would be an inverse relationship. So like, it's like the better the cake looks, the worse it's going to taste. You know what I mean? There's like, this is really disappointing. That's really sad. I feel like you should just get a, uh, I went to a wedding once where they had a display cake, mm-hmm. but because it was up in Wisconsin, they had some fancy cheesecake that was like the specialty of the venue. So they had mm-hmm. like a traditional cake and I think it was fake. And then everyone got a sliced piece of cheesecake. And I mean, now that's the way to go. Yeah. Because then the cake looks good for photos and all that stuff. But then I don't have to eat that awful cake. I mean, I am yeah. a sheet cake man all the way. Is that right? Oh, you can't beat a, a buttercream iced sheet cake. One layer, two layer, three layer. Who cares? And with modern technology today, I can go to basically any grocery store at any time. I can get a cake. It's incredible. Mm. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, I think this is also a trend that's on the decline right now too, but I'm a big fan of people that do the, the cupcake cakes. Like they do the, the many tiered cupcakes. See, cupcakes are great. You're right. I mean, they're great for like a, when you have a lot of people or mm-hmm. possibly strangers mm-hmm. or, and I've, I've experienced this at work, not the proper cutting material, cutting tools <laughs> for cake. Right. Yeah. Um, cause it's like, Hey, who's going to hack through this cake with a butter knife? And then everyone just yells at you because you're not doing a good job. Right. Don't use your hand. Get out of my face. (laughs) Um, Are you talking about where it's like just individual cupcakes or are you talking about those ones where it's like 14 cupcakes but they're iced as one unit? No, the individual cupcakes. Okay. Like the, it, it'll be like a almost like a Christmas tree of uh, of tears. Yep. And then they just put the cupcakes all on on the on the shelves. Oh, I like good. that. Do you get into yeah. the like these specialty cakes? Like what? Like uh, I mean, I love German chocolate cake. Like, uh, is that a specialty cake? Well, I mean, it's I guess it's not it's not normal like regular cake. Uh huh. I think, and no, also, I, I mean, as as Nick lives out in a very hip area, and I don't, I think the, the specialty cakes means different things to you and I. But I mean, just something that's not a tradition. Like, I love German chocolate cake, or like a Black sure. Forest. Is that a thing? A Black Forest cake? Is that the one with the yeah. cherries? Yeah, those are good. Yeah, or like the, you know, Death by Chocolate, and it's like a bar. And I, 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 I pretty much, I've never turned out a piece of cake. I don't think. I, I love all the cakes. I love every cake. I've not met a cake that I've not liked. What's hot in LA right now for cake or desserts? But uh, that's a good question. Lean towards What's cake. Hot right, now? Uh, right now in downtown, it's uh, we're back to donuts. We're actually getting some donut shops again uh, in downtown. So okay, well that's basically yeah. cake. I mean, yeah, it's basically breakfast cake. Breakfast cake. Yeah, I can't think of what, what's hot down here for uh, for cake, besides obviously Publix cake because it's so good. 
Publix. So Rice Krispies, Cocoa Krispies. I mean, those two really are the mainstays, I think. I don't mm-hmm. think Cocoa yeah. is going anywhere. The Frosted is good. I would try it before they take it off the shelves. The Rice Krispie Treat cereal, man. I was so I, I was kind of nervous that they didn't have it anymore because they hadn't seen it for a while. It's been relegated to the bottom row of my grocery oh, store. Is that right? Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's very popular, but I also I was gonna say I don't see a lot of commercials for it. But then again, I don't watch a lot of channels that would have cereal commercials. Yeah, I, I bet it, that bottom row, they're advertising ex- specifically the children. So, you know, you know, mom and dad looking in the top two rows for cereals, you know, Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms always on that middle row. But down below, the kids are like, they know the secrets. Mm-hmm. They know that's where the Rice Krispie Treat cereal is. And there's and they know that there's no nutritional value in there. Like, you know, it's, it's just like Cookie Crisp. It's dessert for breakfast <laughs> but the kid themselves could pull that box out dump it into into the cart with no one no one no one's the wiser until they until they check out rice krispies classic cereal all the flavors we've tried are good and that's that's mm. not something that we always agree on i mean all those flavors no. are pretty solid yeah um so i think that's all i got for the crispy family this has been the super cereal podcast thank you guys for listening uh you can follow us on instagram and on tumblr and on facebook as the super cereal podcast and you can also follow us on Twitter at Super Serial Pod, which is fewer letters. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes and on Stitcher and on Google Play Music and just about everywhere else that you can subscribe to podcasts. I don't know which one you use. Whatever one that you use, we're probably there. Uh, you can also, of course, hear us always on SoundCloud. And... Uh, That's all. All right. Well, this has been Rice Krispies, <laughs> and I'm Paul. And I'm Nick. And this has been Cereal. 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 Cereal.